Welcome to the Raising Confident Teens podcast, where we teach life and leadership skills to teens and their parents. I'm your host, Rachel. And I'm Jenna, and today we have a very special, inspiring guest with us. Her name is Amber Kiera, and I know you guys are going to love her. Amber lost 90% of her eyesight growing up, but she hasn't let that stop her. She is a fireball, guys, and has learned to use courage to overcome fear and navigate obstacles of any kind. She believes in a world where we're not held back by our circumstances, but rather we live our lives rooted in purpose with boldness and courage. This belief has instilled an immense drive to empower others to take the next step in making their wildest dreams come true. Through speaking on stages and one-on-one coaching, she is truly transforming leaders into bold world changers. She is also founder of a nonprofit called Kingdom Eyes that encourages people with disabilities to see themselves as God sees them. Her website says, blind, bold, and changing the world, and she is definitely doing that. Welcome to the podcast, Amber. Thank you guys so much for having me. I've really been looking forward to this. Oh, thank you. So I was wondering if you would tell us a little bit about your story. You began losing your sight when you were a kid, right? Yeah, absolutely. So um, yeah, I'm I'm 28 years old now. I live in San Francisco. um, And I grew up in South Louisiana. Um, I actually have a twin brother. And I started losing my eyesight when I was a little kid um, due to a degenerative eye condition called retinitis pigmentosa. Um, $10 to anyone who can spell that. (laughs) And, uh, and yeah, so I have a, about five to seven degrees of my visual field left over. So it's sort of like, if you can imagine looking through a straw, that's kind of how my eyesight is. Wow. So, so uh, what age were you when it started getting bad? I don't remember the exact age because it was a pretty slow progression, but I would say probably about five or six. So did they know right away what it was or did it take them a while to figure that I out? I think it took them a little while to figure it out. So you, uh, did you say it was genetic? So it's, does anybody else? Uh, it's, no one in my fa- family has it. It's um, degenerative. Degenerative. So it, mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so can you tell us a little bit about the emotions and feelings as a little kid going through something like that? That had to be um, disorienting and... Yeah, yeah, definitely. It was it was definitely challenging. I would say more, more so towards the um, teenage years, it got a lot more challenging. What was it like as a teen being different from others? Yeah, that's a great question. I think it was really hard because when you're a teenager, it's natural to look at other people and kind of compare yourself to them to kind of see where you stand or um, just compare yourself overall. So I definitely felt like it was challenging because I was the only one in my school um, with that kind of disability. And so I always felt like I was different um, or sometimes left out of a lot of things. So it was very challenging. So what were some techniques you used as a teenager? Like, how did you take notes? How did you just navigate that? Because you had nobody really helping you. Did you have special help with teachers or? Yeah, I had a lot of um, support through school and teachers in a lot of different ways. So I was definitely grateful um, for that and just learned learned a lot of different skills and techniques so that I could thrive in, um, academically. So I was super grateful for that. 
Did you uh, rope your brother into helping you do a lot of stuff? Um, no, I'm, I actually, I didn't have to uh, rely on him for too many things. Um, I, I had such great support through um, teachers and um, my parents that uh, I was able to be pretty self-sufficient um, after getting out all the things I needed in school. Um, socially, I feel like it was very challenging because a lot of teenagers don't want to um, socialize with people that are very different from them because it's not the quote unquote the cool thing to do. So I did a lot of times have to eat lunch by myself or felt lonely or left out. Um, felt like it was really hard to socialize in those teenage years. Um, and I just had to put myself out there and go to events, even though it felt really nerve wracking or I felt nervous, but just put myself out there. And the more I tried things, the easier they became. Man, well, it's awesome that you had a great support system because a lot of times I hear parents talk about their kids with disabilities and, you know, they can't get a diagnosis or they can't get help. So it's good that you had that support. But it's sad uh, that you, that nobody really stepped up and, like, yeah, stepped up and really helped and became a friend to you. What, what can we as caring adults and teens do to help others that have disabilities like that, whether it be at school or out in the community? What what would have been, what would have made the difference to you? I think it would have been cool if more people would have come up and talked to me or invited me to do different things. Um, so if you do kind of see um, a person with a disability at your school or church or community, making sure that you include them because they want to have fun too. Um, invite them to your birthday parties, invite them over um, to hang out or go on a trip um, and just just be a friend to them and, and step out and be different because a lot of times teenagers don't want to be friends with people who are the most different, different from everyone in the room. So I would just encourage teenagers and families to step out and be the bold parents, be the bold teen um, be the confident teen and go and be friends with the people that um, seem to be left out a lot of times. Right. I think a lot of, a lot of teens, just, they're just uncomfortable and don't know what to say maybe. And just realize that the other person's uncomfortable too. <laughs> like I remember teenage, man, teenager years were just so awkward. Oh, <laughs> right, Jenna? Okay. Yeah. It's like you, everybody, I think everyone feels like they don't fit in, but they don't realize that everyone else also feels, feels the same, the same way. way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Everyone's kind of feeling the same way. Yeah. Just realize that we're all in the same boat. We're all trying to get the same place. We just, we all want to be successful. Um, helping other people is not going to make you uh, look any worse. Yeah. I think it makes you look bold and like a leader too. Right. Yes. Very admirable. So uh, from hearing you talk about this, you, you were timid and a little bit scared as a teenager. Um, and you went from that to being more bold and fearless later. So what changed in your life to help you get past those fears? I think it was just taking little steps forward every day. So doing one thing that made me nervous every day, whether it was going to going up to someone to start a conversation or going to an event by myself or to the mall or a coffee shop, just doing a lot of little things 
um, every day over time added up to a big, a big change, a big shift. That's awesome. Yeah. It's, it's the little steps that we take that make the difference. A lot of people think you're going to have to make a bold, big move. Yeah. You don't have to, you just have to be committed to consistency. So you can't make one bold move one day and then go three months without taking any right. other steps. It's about being very consistent. Even if it's something small at the end, it's going to, eventually it's going to add up and you'll get to the place you want to be. Right. Just um, mm-hmm. focus on progress. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's the one thing you want the world to know about being blind or having a disability? That's such a great question. The one thing I would love, especially for confident teens to know, is that people who have disabilities are just like you. They have crushes on boys or girls. They want to go to the mall. They want to have the coolest clothes. Um, They probably like the same music as you. Um, So people are just people. And um, I would say that if you don't talk to go up and introduce yourself or talk to other people, you're going to miss out on someone really great who could add a lot of value to your life. So whether it's someone with a disability or someone who's a different race, I would just encourage uh, confident teens to go up and uh, make all sorts of friends with all kinds of different people because eventually that'll help you to be a better person. Yeah, that's good advice. My yeah. kids are always like, mom, why do you have to talk to everybody? <laughs> I used to be really, really shy. Like I cried because yeah. I hated talking to people. It's like yeah. almost like if you ate the same food every day, that would get really, really boring. That's kind of how it is with friends. You want to have friends of who are lots of different kinds of friends and your life will never be boring and you'll be a much more well-rounded person. Yeah, and you'll get to hear all kinds of great stories. Oh, yeah, definitely. We had never heard that story if we never met that person. <laughs> hmm Yeah, exactly. So what has been the most valuable lesson that you've learned from losing your eyesight that will inspire others? I think just overall, just perseverance and confidence of putting yourself out there um, and just going after whatever whatever it is that you want in life. Um, no matter what other people think about you, no matter um, whether you feel nervous about it or not, just going after the things that you want to accomplish. You know, I saw on your website uh, that you like to swing on the trapeze. Do you call what do you call yourself a trapeze artist? Um, I I do aerial art, so it's I don't do trapeze. I do um, aerial hoop, which is um, similar to trapeze, except it's a big circle. Um, but yes, I love movement arts. I love yoga, aerial arts, um, acrobatics, and that's just my hobbies. It's just something that I'm naturally attracted to. And I never considered, oh, I can't do this because I can't see. It's just, I figure out how to do the things that I'm interested in. And that's what I hope for all the teens listening, no matter what your circumstance is, um, whatever you're interested in, whatever your heart's calling you to do, go and give it a try. And, um, and you'll be so glad that you gave something a try and um, tried something new, even though you might have felt a little bit nervous about it at first, you might find something that you really like. And that's really, really fun. Um, And that brings a lot of joy to your life. So I'm definitely a 
proponent for people trying new things that seem even just a little bit interesting to them because you might find something you really love. Yeah, sometimes. Well, I mean, I think that as a teenager, that's how you've got to figure out your life. Like, you're going to find stuff that you try and you don't like. And then yeah. the other stuff and you like it. Like, how will you know if you like or don't like it if you never try it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I agree. <laughs> how has being blind made your life better in a way that it wouldn't be if you were fully sighted? I think I'm a lot better off at trying new things. And also, I feel like I have a very, I feel like I have a very, like, good amount of self-confidence that has come from me having to do things that were scary. Um, And I feel like that's helps to develop my self-confidence, my self-efficacy, and uh, even just being able to advocate for myself and ask people for the things that I need. I have a lot of friends who they can barely ask people for a ride from the airport because they're just so uncomfortable asking people for what they need. But I've I've developed a natural gifting of being able to advocate for myself and communicate my needs, try new things with confidence. And I don't think I would have developed those skills as as well if I did not have a, a visual impairment. That's interesting. Um, have you ever heard of the confidence competence loop? I haven't. So I just learned about this like a month or so ago, and it made me so excited because I suspected that the more skills you learn, the more confident you'd become. But but that was just like a idea that I had. And then I was listening to Brendan Burchard, who is like a life skills kind of guy. And he was, he was, there's actually this scientific thing called the confidence confidence loop. And um, I did a whole podcast on it the other day. Uh, it's like the more competent you become, like the more skills you learn, the more confident you become. And then it just keeps looping. So then you're more confident and you're more willing to try a new skill. And so you become more, more competent and then you can work more confident and it just gets bigger and bigger. And so basically what happened to you, you tried something and you became more confident. So you're willing to try something else. And that works in every area of your life. Yeah. So like, you know, maybe you want to try something totally different it will still give you the confidence to try something Mm -hmm. in another field. So that's awesome that you brought that up. Yeah. Where can people find you? Yeah. So I am on Instagram and it's just my name, Amber Kiera. It's Amber and then K-I-E-R-R-A. Also have a website, amberkiera.com. But love to hear from anyone who um, listens to the show and Maybe you thought of something interesting or you have a takeaway of something that was brought up. Definitely you can send me a note on Instagram or through my website and would love to connect with you guys. Can you tell us a little bit about the nonprofit you started? Sure. So I have a nonprofit called Kingdom Eyes, and um, our mission is to empower people with disabilities to see themselves as God sees them. And we do that through speaking to and teaching churches about disability and how to love people with disabilities well. We also have virtual community groups for people um, or parents, kids, and adults with disabilities for people to build community, find support, encourage one another, and grow in their faith. 
Um, and then we also do uh, international missions as well. And people can learn more about that, join in on the community groups. Um, they can apply to, to have their church uh, be one of our partners or come a volunteer uh, at kingdomeyes.org. That's great. So like if, yeah. if we have some teens that are looking to volunteer somewhere, do you have like local local groups connected with you where they could like? Um, we're still working to get more connected with local groups, but right now everything is virtual. So um, if teens want to volunteer um, for uh, maybe a kids community group, a kids virtual community group, uh, they're, they're welcome to do that as well. And you can, you can awesome. sign up so, at kingdomize.org. Yeah. Yeah. So if we have any kids that are wanting to go into that field, especially, that would be yeah. a great way to get your foot in the door and to get a little like experience just uh yeah wet and see how that works awesome yeah totally. thank you so much amber for coming on our podcast today i can't wait to see all the great things you're going to do with your nonprofit. oh my pleasure thank you guys so much for having me on i was right when i saw the name raising confident teens i thought oh this is so perfect it's going to be a lot of fun oh we're, we're so glad we got to meet you yeah if you like our podcast don't forget to subscribe That way you won't miss out on any of the episodes. And if you're a parent, grandparent, or mentor, we would love to have you join us in our free private Facebook group. You can find it by searching for Raising Confident Teens Community. Thanks for joining us and have a great week.